0: Welcome to The Awkward Truth. I'm your host, Jay. Truth is, toxic relationships are literally everywhere. So what do you do about it? I don't know. Do you know? I think I know. Here's part one of what I imagine is going to be plenty of parts to an ongoing topic. Enjoy. Make it louder. Okay.
1: Toxic, toxic family members.
0: Yes.
2: Do you, do you, do you keep them? Or do you cut them off?
1: You
0: cut them niggas off. You,
2: (laughs) yes. I mean, because what what really doesn't matter if blood's thicker than water? Because water tastes
1: a whole lot better, let me tell you.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, like, not everyone that's related to you is family. And mm. I really believe that. Like, just because your title is auntie or cousin, like you, you have to earn that title to me, if that makes sense. Like-
1: Absolutely, because I'm gonna tell you, right? When, when, so for me, right, with a family member, toxic or non-toxic, mm-hmm. everybody starts off with a clean slate. Right? You you start off with a clean slate. So if you start off with a clean slate, Mm -hmm. everything that is developed within the relationship is based on interactions, Mm -hmm. right? Have you been there for me? Have we uh, developed a a good relationship? Do we have good communication, Mm -hmm. right? Are, Are you easily offended? Am I easily offended? Things like that. And if you're toxic, I feel like sometimes... That toxicity comes from things that you think you're not getting from me as a family member as opposed to what you really need from mm. your own self. And that that's huge, especially, you know, being older now and, and learning about myself and learning what I need and also realizing what kind of expectations I was putting on other people. Hmm. Who am I to put unrealistic expectations on somebody just because they're a family member? Who am I? I have the same expectations for a non-family member as I do for a family member. And then that's when you get into, okay, is this a toxic relationship or is it not toxic relationship? And I think sometimes when we think about that, family gets a whole lot of passes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, yes.
1: Just because they're
0: family, yes,
1: yeah, they, and they know they do,
0: yeah. Or we 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 just assume because I'm your mom, you're supposed to do and just listen to me, and I don't give a damn if you're a grown ass woman, you still gonna do what I tell you to do because my title is mom, and I'm I'm not speaking from from experience, but yeah, it's like family doesn't always. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Relatives don't always um, Uh respect the boundaries. They don't Uh always give you the respect that they would give anyone else outside the family.
1: Uh Um,
0: Uh Yeah, I have a whole lot of relatives. Boundaries is a huge
1: thing too. Oh, it's like I realized huge. Yeah, I realized straight up that, like, first of all, I wasn't raised that relatives had boundaries. Okay. Let alone toxic relatives and family members had boundaries. So the fact that I had to grow up to establish my own boundaries, and then I got to get into, oh, this is really a toxic relationship. This is not just a boundary thing. Mm -hmm. This is, you're not good for my life thing. (laughs) Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And some people don't know how to grapple with that little aspect of reality, because then, they're so engulfed in, but this is my mom, but this is my sister, but this yeah. is my cousin, but this is my aunt, but this is my uncle, yeah. right? I'm gonna tell you right now, from experience, I've had to set boundaries for myself within the relationships with relatives that I didn't even know that I did have toxic relationships with, or that they had, they had expectations for me that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were mad at me for years years over things like that and i'm like okay i get that to a certain extent but it's i'm i feel like i'm also a little responsible because as an adult it's my job to find out what makes me happy because it's not anybody else's job to make me happy but me right yeah you know what i mean like if you're choosing to be in a relationship friend loved one um husband, wife, whatever, you have to do what makes you happy first and that's establishing those boundaries, mm-hmm. family, right? Psychologically, physically, and financially.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all of them. All of the above.
1: Yeah. You gotta have some boundaries. Yeah. Just saying. Toxic relationships. You know, it's not just family members, but you to cut them off.
0: Everyone. I agree with that. But it's it's so it's hard to to cut off family because well relatives, because we feel like we're not supposed to. We feel like we're supposed to accept the bad behavior. And I I mean, it took me until now or like last year to, I don't know, come to this place where it's like, no, you don't have to. It doesn't matter who it's coming from. You don't have to. There are people that I don't talk to very often, like, mm-hmm. like my mother. I don't talk to her really and when when we do talk it's very surface level and i know that for a lot of people it's like well but that that's your mom to me it's like i don't give a damn if there's no respect no boundaries no like anything it's like if my mom wasn't my mom right and she was any other person on the street she would not have my phone number like i just wouldn't talk to her ever so it's like why is it any different because she's my mom. Like, yes, there, there there is a level of respect that I will always have. And there is a, a level of um, appreciation because she birthed me. She took care of me. I'm still, she she didn't let, let me die as uh-huh. a baby. Great. But now that I'm like an adult and I'm paying my own bills and I'm no longer dependent on her. I used to feel obligated to have to try to force a relationship with her because of Her relation to me and it was because of you and talking to D that I've came to realize that I don't I don't necessarily have to I need to like like what you were just saying do what's right for you first and Mm -hmm. don't feel guilty or ashamed at like where everyone else falls along Mm -hmm. that along that like spectrum like is this healthy Mm -hmm. for me or or is this not are you healthy for me or are you not and if you're Mm -hmm. toxic Regardless of what your relation to me is, like, I gotta limit my interactions with you.
1: Yeah. Period. And sometimes it's too, and I like what you said, like, limiting your interactions. Because, like, at, when you're young in relationships with people, like, when you're younger, so mm-hmm. like, when you're a teenager or you're, you know, in the single digits, five years old, I can tell you, when I was younger, I thought I was going to have a certain kind of relationship with my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought when I was the age I'm at now Mm -hmm. and the age she's at now, we would have like in my mind, I was like, okay, it's gonna be like this. And I didn't even think about like, would I, you know, like her, would (laughs) she like me? You know what I mean? Because we're completely different people with completely different experiences. So with that, it's not even like, it's like recalibrating. Cause like some relationships, you don't know, you're not sure if they're toxic or if they just need recalibrations. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm always checking the temperature of the relationship. I'm like, okay, does this need to be uh, uh, calibrated? Or is this toxic? Am I expecting too much? Huh. Or are they expecting too much of me, right? right? And in a lot of instances, the relationships I have with people once they once we get past that surface level, some of them freak out. Yeah. <laughs> they freak out. They don't wanna have those conversations with me. And then I realize some people, they're never gonna make it past that surface level. Mm. It's just never gonna happen. Like it's always gonna be that that whatever that first line of defense is, because they don't wanna go past that layer because they're uncomfortable with me knowing more about them or me trying to get to know where they're coming from because they're comfortable with that hurt. Like Mm. some people are addicted to that hurt in their relationships. Wow. And when you're addicted to the hurt from an experience in a relationship or what it was in the beginning and it's changed, I tell people all the time, all the time, I'm like, this is the relationship until you let me know something different. I don't have the energy to try to read people's mind and think about how it is. And we've even gone through that where I'm like, okay, this is what it is. When has it changed? you comfortable with the changes? Am I comfortable with the changes? Or do we need to recalibrate and see if the changes are even necessary? And some people can't even handle that. Yeah. Because they don't want to admit that people grow and change. And it's not growing away or out or growing above somebody. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I've outgrown this conversation or I've outgrown this particular relationship. And I just, you know, I would like to get to know you as a person, which Mm -hmm. I've tried to do with my sister. And she is, unfortunately, she's not... um, As ready as I thought she would be, Mm -hmm. it's okay because there's a significant amount of time difference between us. So there's 14 years. Right. So of course we're going to be at different, you know, places. When I was her age, I wasn't thinking about having deep conversations with people, you know? I was thinking about having fun. So who am I to judge her for me not having a relationship with her that I thought I would have by now? True. Up at 29, do you? I do not remember myself at 29. <laughs> yeah,
2: you realized we were we were in California. We were in California. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. The shit your sister's doing? Uh huh. Ain't done that shit since our early 20s. Okay, so I need to give myself more credit than that.
0: <laughs> well, um, I have a but question. You know what I'm saying. I, I have a question. So, like, okay. how, how do you get to a point where you are comfortable letting people go are comfortable insisting on these deep conversations and then comfortable when people are just like i'm not here for this bye like how how do you get to a place of like peace <laughs> you're gonna He's too
2: close you gonna ask the cancer that <laughs> so i'm ready i'm ready to answer it so no seriously yeah an aquarius is gonna ask the cancer yeah Yep. You know damn well, <laughs> some, an Aquarius can cut somebody else like that. <laughs> this is this is for. I, I never think about it
0: again. Oh yeah, no, I'm about, not. I, I am asking does. for a friend. I'm asking for, for for a friend. For me, it's easy. Just like, all right, I'm I'm bored of this. Bye. But like to people that aren't so good at you know doing that.
1: So this is what I've done, right? So what, and it's changed. Uh, just to just to be completely transparent, it has changed okay. significantly over the years. So, in my twenties, right, I was I was quick to not cut people off. I would be a little bit more crude about it. I'd make it. I would make them feel like it was something that they did wrong. I was real immature about uh, it. Gotcha. I would I'd make it seem like it was something they did. <laughs> like I totally understand the situation. Um it's me, not you, type of stuff, right? Hmm. In my 30s, I got a little bit more mature about it. I was just like, okay, let's start with some self-reflection because I don't like making people feel bad, right? And and I had to find a really a healthy balance with it because I was doing crazy stuff. Like, I'd be out, and it, it was so bad. I'd be out and about at the store, and Dee can, she can actually concur this. I was, I'd be out <laughs> the store, and some person would ask me for my phone number and I would feel bad because I wouldn't want to hurt their feelings and I would give them the right number oh, no. and it would be like and they would call or text and they'd be, she'd be like who is this I'd be like oh I felt so bad I didn't want to hurt so-and-so's feelings so I gave them my number she's like why <laughs> and I'm like I still want to feel I didn't want them to feel bad and she's like you could have told them that you weren't interested. I'm like, I know, but I felt so bad. <laughs> so that, like, and that actually happened like a couple of times. The way I learned about, you know, going about it in my forties is completely different. So in my forties, I'm realizing that what do I actually need from a relationship? Like mm-hmm. no matter what, right? So I meet people in the store all the time. I'm a social butterfly. I like to chat, but it's not always my forte. But before all this COVID stuff happened, I remember this one conversation I had. I had a four hour conversation with a, a, a random black woman in the hair aisle of Target. Mm-hmm. It was when Target put out all their natural hair care stuff, mm-hmm. right? And it was a big deal. It was like, oh, they see us. We got all this stuff, we're natural and on, oh, and, you know, no bras and all that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought we were gonna be friends. I genuinely thought we were getting like, I had a four hour conversation with this person in in the middle of Target. Mm. And um, after it was over, um, I got a really clear epiphany and I was just like, we're not gonna be friends. That was just a really amazing encounter. Versus in my twenties, I would have been upset and hurt if, you didn't, if she didn't call me. Cause we exchanged numbers. I never called her, she never called me. It just, it was what it was. It was a great interaction. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. For longer term relationships, I'm realizing ultimately it is if I want people to accept me for who I genuinely am, nerdy, long winded, freaking Mm -hmm. charismatic, wild, crazy, whatever, then I'm going to have to accept other people for who they are, too. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, different. And I'm going to have to call them out on their stuff as soon as I'm upset about something because that's the only way I'm going to be like, am I really upset? Or did they mean to say it like that? Or am I just taking it personal? So I just want to get like some straight up clarity about things before I go cutting people off because, you know, it may have been a simple misunderstanding. But then again, it may be a personality trait. So it's like, you have to like really take a a serious deep dive into your true intentions in a relationship before, in my opinion, you can just be like, cut them off. Like I'll be, I'll give people chances, but I'm like, yo, I'm not, mm -mm, I'm not getting stabbed all up in my back and my cheeks and full head and stuff. (laughs) I'm giving you bad chances, (laughs) you know, like I can forgive, but I'm not going to forget.
0: So basically self reflection for sure. And then being honest with what, what you want out of this, relationship and then being honest with like what it
1: actually is Mm -hmm. like transparency transparency yeah you have to be transparent because you can't sit there and be like i'm putting my all into this and this is what i got from it when honestly you ain't being real about your intentions right be like you know i i really don't have any intentions of this being any more than what it is now Mm. and then let them like give them an equal playing field to be like okay well maybe that's what i want maybe that's not what i want and now you don't have to worry about like interpretations and assumptions and feelings getting hurt and all this other stuff because that's when you get into like fibbing and exaggerating and lying and now that's just like a downward spiral Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's honest from the get-go you're just like yo this ain't what i thought it was going to be and so that's not who I want to be in this relationship romantic or non-romantic and let that other person choose too. like make it make it mutual
0: like Mm. I don't see
1: why it can't be mutual
0: well because people it's always one person who like has this whole fantasy built up inside of their their heads and people tend to fall in love with the idea of someone instead of the actual person it's like You meet someone once and you're like, oh, I have, I can already see us getting married and having kids. When really, it's like all they said to you was, hi, can I borrow a pencil?
1: (laughs) You know what? That is so true, especially of cancers, because cancers are are hopeless romantics. And I can tell you, like, it's not even like romanticizing about like a person, it can be romanticizing about like a thing. Yeah. You know? Like, I can tell you, like when we got Poppy and Princess, I romanticized about it ever since I was a kid. I think I was like five or six. I mm-hmm. saw the movie Milo and Otis and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a black pug and a fog pug. And we're gonna live together forever. When in retrospect, it takes a lot of freaking work. hmm a, a lot of freaking patience. Yep. They're only puppies for a short period of time. You know, you better enjoy them because you gotta pay for them. <laughs> They're a very expensive ass breed, you know? And I think that came to me too. Like, when I I remember um, taking them for their first vets, their first vet um, appointments, and they were like, that'll be $1,500. And I'm like, what? For some shots? For some freaking puppies? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can romanticize about everything. I romanticized about how awesome my floors were going to be when, in retrospect, it was a nightmare getting (laughs) these freaking things up, you know? and the dust and the bill that came along with it but i'm reminding myself i'm like but my floors look great though yeah so you know it can, you can romanticize about anything anything because truth be told people are in love with the idea of things because of social media for one thing yep um because of television of course because of netflix hulu whatever you have and because of the idea they have in their head of what it's going to be like when in actuality nothing i can guarantee nothing i have romanticized about has ever been like it was in my head yeah yeah including relationships it just it's not it's not like that at all you know what i mean and then people get ultimately disappointed when they had these unrealistic expectations well you're doing the same thing with people the same exact with people and you're getting the same exact result and wondering why you're doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result that's the definition of insanity
0: yeah
1: it's not gonna happen yeah the only thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna decide it reminds me of um that movie the snap i know it's not called The the snap but the movie where like he snaps his hands and everybody
0: like turns to dust. I don't know what you're talking about. How how long ago did this movie come uh, out?
1: Infinity Wars. Wars.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Okay, oh, okay. so okay. some someone snaps and everything yeah. turns. You just I feel like yeah, you spoiled it, like, the whole movie me for that me. That Thank because you. Because
1: like <laughs> it literally, you like something happens and okay, I feel like I'm telling you the movie. You okay, are, so,
0: but no, it's fine. Spoiler alert! Spoiler
1: alert! So. <laughs> Basically, the gist of it is what I learned from it was that no matter how many times you do something different There's only one real way to do it in your own mind to get it right Because you fantasize about how to do it over and over and over and over and over, and over again mm-hmm. When if you just accept all the different ways, technically, there's more than a way to do it You see what I'm saying? So it's the same thing in relationships. So you can keep doing the same thing over and over with different people. Or you could be like, you know what? This worked this time. Maybe this didn't work. Maybe I could merge those two together and see if this works. But for toxic, cut them off. Yeah. Because they're going to make you toxic. Mm. They're going to make you because you're going you're gonna to start doing toxic things to them too to make them feel as bad as you do. And if that's not who you are authentically, you don't want to do that. You don't, you don't want to do that
0: right why make the next person pay for the previous person's bad behavior etc uh-huh. yeah no that's 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 valid that's valid uh, so I then why saying. why do we do that to like family then so like to to just bring this like full full circle why yeah. why is it that parents are like well this is how my my mom raised me so this is how I'm going to raise you knowing full well that you didn't like that shit when your mom did it to you <laughs> So why do you think that I'm going to like it?
1: Okay. So this is, that's that transparency thing too, right? So that's my thing. Cause I've had that same type of situation happen. It's interesting because like, I think it takes a certain amount of experience for you to be like, what you just said, mm-hmm. say that to their face. Like it takes that much Transparency and courage to be like, instead of just thinking it and being mad about it, right? Be like, yo, so check this out. I know you didn't like that. And I know if you didn't like it, why are you doing it to me? And why are we doing this? Why can't we do this differently?
0: I mean, because black families and like blended families, blackish families, like, they mothers, black mothers rule their children with fear. So you're absolutely right. Like, I definitely did think that when my mother said all those things, I ne- I have never said it to her face. And the reason is because of fear, because I feared that she would go crazy or something. I don't know.
1: But what's the worst thing she could happen? Because you're grown.
0: Well, now nothing. Right. But back now, then, then yeah. a lot of different things. Like she could have taken my car, my cell phone. She could have abused me, which she definitely did. I mean, abuse happens in in families, in childhoods, in black families. We don't talk about that enough. But that is another episode later. But. <laughs>
2: have learned to be able to and I mean specifically black Americans Yeah, they've been on this conversation lately on identifying who's really black and who ain't you know cause I'm sorry there's African Americans, there's Haitian Americans, there's Mexican Americans there's you know all these other different types of what people want to keep referring as black but then there's then there's black people in America mm-hmm. you know the ones that are literally descendants from this damn, <laughs> good, you know, country right here. And one of the things uniquely about our experience and growing up is how much of fear and survival-based um, rearing um, is done and that we do to our children, and we do when very young, mm-hmm. just to teach them for you know how to survive and navigate the white world and everything else within this country and white supremacy and a lot of it is because of not wanting to see us dead not seeing us hurt trying to see us be able to survive and struggles and stuff and then also the other layers and the fact of what has just instinctly has been passed on from our children being stripped from us and everything else mm-hmm. and stuff and so there's this layer of psychological fucking you know uh, manipulation and mental freaking and physical freaking abuse and stuff that happens mm-hmm. in certain layers I mean it's it's not as bad as it used to be you know what I'm saying for for the majority but at one time it was just common layer on the fact of everybody out here trying to beat the black off of a child and the shit you know what I'm saying Yep. and and, all the, and to the point, almost to save them a beating from a from a white person, so you kill them. You get know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but I feel like uh, that excuse is I mean, is used. I know it's
2: it's crazy, but that's just the part I mean, as far as just inherently, genetically, just passed down in a rearing and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. i I've, I've I've now seen two generations in my family. You know, after me, and I've seen difference between the ones that had a little bit of it, not at a layer for which I grew up with it, but a little bit of it and the ones that haven't had it at all. The ones that haven't had it at all are the ones I fear for the most. Because they, they, they don't understand it, they don't get it and they move in this world like they a little white kid. <laughs> you know, it's like this shit with, with Jay's sister doesn't believe she's black. This was not raised to believe she's black. Mm-hmm. Right, and the shit that wow. does out here, all the way down to throwing complete fits and shit, acting like she's having complete breakdowns, going off on people, getting nasty, snapbacks and stuff, like the way wow. she fucking comes at like the shit she does out here in these streets can get her killed. Wow. It scares the shit out of me. It ain't my sister. This is from Going to her from being a little girl up to now with being with Jay because, at the heart of it, this was a really sweet kid. Mm It is not sweet, (laughs) 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 but but I just mean that the fact of her parents raised her a certain way on the belief set, uh, everything she got and that she had and the privilege and stuff and her upbringing and everything and the difference between her and her half-siblings, their continuous thing to try to prove what they did worked and it's perfect and that's why she's perfect and everything she does is great. But then there's this underlying layer on it that's about race and blackness. Now she's doing the shit at work. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and you know, They don't see us when we have disabilities they don't see us if we you know have like differences about us think about that young boy that played violin that didn't want to be touched because he was a little autistic Mm -hmm. and what they did to him or the other young man that was freaking in the cosplay and was out you know dressed up like his favorite character and stuff and what they did to him they when they see us, diff- like, the different ones of us, they were not the stereotypical yeah. that they know coming across and stuff. That's even worse. So it's like the level for which my parents fucking mentally or f- physically abused me growing up and stuff is ridiculous and it would get them arrested today.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? But the time I was growing up and what they were doing, they were trying to do what they thought they knew best, and then the other fucked up part is when you think about what Jesus for me. And I told Jay was the part about the fact of realizing that these motherfuckers didn't know what the fuck they were doing either. Anyways, they only right. had to apply what they knew, and what they were giving us. Mind you, they say it's how they were raised, but it's still a little bit better than it was when how they were raised.
0: Sure, sure. It was
2: not at the level for which it was at their life, so it's gotten better each generation. <laughs> That's what I mean by that, right? Yeah. It was not- before which they were raised it was probably 10 times worse than what they went through but when you put in your head you go how old were they how old was your mom when you were 10
0: 31 how are you (laughs) a little bit older than 31
2: (laughs) and when you put that how would you do right now with a fucking 10 year old no
0: that's why i don't have a zero year old like no i'm not <laughs> zero no
2: year old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying but when you put it into context like that right yeah and you, you know and how you are right now and throwing the fact that the last 10 years you had a 10 year old with mm. you, you know you had a child with you
0: now 10 yeah no hell no i went through so many like growth spurts like emotionally emotional growth mental growth just nah i was i was a very Wait, different person it's
2: the lesson of us xers and our fucking and and the gen xers and this what is it called Or <laughs> whatever the
0: But awkward, my friends.
1: Jay.